welcome to That Damn Wall. My name's Anna and it is so good to have you here. If you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, massive welcome to you. And if you're watching on YouTube, thanks for joining. If you're new to this podcast, I talk a lot about breakthrough and just keeping it real, being vulnerable, just being like, this is who I am. Let's talk about it and go after breakthrough together. And one thing I want to talk about this week is how to keep your head high during high seas. And maybe that's what this year's felt like for you. Maybe it's just felt like wave after wave of either emotional stuff or physical stuff or just the fact that it's been a pandemic and how do you even navigate that? Or maybe you're dealing with the deeper stuff in life that maybe this year or in general you've gone through some stuff and it's just been a lot to handle. Or maybe you've been like hit by something and you don't know how to keep your head high. And by that, I mean, how do you keep focused on truth and on goodness in something that's really difficult and the reason why I'm doing that is because I put something on my Instagram story a few weeks ago and I talked about how in Psalm 76 verse 3 it talks about God using um, every weapon that's been sent against you as kindling for his mighty bonfire in other words like whatever you're going through whatever you've gone through God can turn it around and use it for good and actually use it for something that brings purpose and warmth and goodness out of it and I think sometimes it's really really easy to look particularly at social media or just general comparison in life and think they've got it all together or even though they seem to be going through a hard time they seem to be really happy and they seem to be okay how are they doing that when I can't even hold myself together and so that's what I want to talk about because it's so easy to reel off particularly like for us Christians it's quite easy to just reel off all the bible verses and been like so that's what makes everything okay and although that's true there's a difference between really reeling it off and knowing it to reeling it off and believing it and actually getting it from we talk about it all the time but from your head to your heart how do you actually do that and how do you know a lot of people message me and they're like yeah but Anna how do I actually know that God is good and how do I know that God is going to use it for good when actually what I'm going through right now feels like hell so I totally understand that. I've been through my own wave after wave after wave, been through my own storm. Um, and so I'd love to share some thoughts with you about that. So that's what we're going to be talking about. How do you keep your head high during high seas? And there's a song um, by the Helsers and it talks about um, Abba, Abba Father. And it's there's a line in it and it says, his thoughts define me. And I love that because <laughs> how many times do we have opportunity when we've gone through something to be defined by it? The world gives us so many opportunities daily, multiple times saying you could be defined by this. You could be defined by what you look like. You could be defined by your status in the world. You could be defined by your job or how many, I don't know, what your finances or what your bank balance is saying or anything. Like how many followers have you got? Whatever that thing is, what are you defined by? The world throws opportunity for us to be defined by something that just isn't good for us or just isn't it's not sustainable it's not sustainable to think this is what I'm going to be defined by because if it's outside of anything but God it's going to let you down and I'm saying that because I know I've been defined by stuff that just hasn't helped me or like I've been defined by who I'm hanging out with or I've been defined by um, my past experiences thinking that's the label that I'm going to live by it's definitely not one what I want to be associated with but what I've got to lose and then it becomes something where actually we lose everything because it's not the thing that should be labeling us or it's not the thing that should be defined by us. And in that line, his thoughts define me. I love it because that's the thing, God's thoughts for you. When they, when those thoughts for you become the thing that just, it defines you. When you go through the rough seas, that's what keeps your held, head held high. And that's what I'm going to talk about a little bit. But I just want you to take a few seconds, take a couple of seconds right now and ask yourself, 
if you could be really real with yourself, if you if it was just me and you in a room or if it was just you and someone else that you really trust in a room and you could genuinely say this is what defines me, what would that be? Just take a couple of seconds, think about it. What defines you? Is it your job? Is it your social status? Is it your money? Is it what your what your family say? Maybe it's good things. Maybe like, oh yeah, I'm defined by what my friends say because you know, they say good things. But ultimately, what if then they said something bad or what if then that became performance-based where if you're looking for what anything else but God says to define you, then that means that you might have to perform for for someone's approval. What is it that defines you? Because the world will constantly throw suggestions at you. But when we engage with his thoughts for us, they define us. When When you engage with someone, when you hang out with someone and you know what their thoughts are, and then that becomes the definition for you. And by that, I mean, what, when you hang out with God and you know that his thoughts define you, then that defines your response when life happens. And when you go through a time in life that you're like, this isn't easy, but I know God's thoughts for me. I know that they're good because that's what takes you from, OK, rattling off all the Christian verses. Whenever there's high seas, I know that, you know, even surely goodness and mercy will follow me. It's so easy to repeat that stuff. But when you actually know, OK, this is what God says and this is what I'm going to live my life by. That's what keeps you. Um, keeps your head held high during high seas and uh, one of my one of my friends said to me we were she was hanging out I think we had to actually quarantine we went to Croatia and we had to quarantine um afterwards and we ended up quarantining at quarantining at my parents house she was like Anna I'm not being funny but you and your mum have like conversations without even speaking she's like you guys can look at each other and you just know what each other are thinking she's like you do you basically like look at each other and end up laughing or end up kind of nodding or whatever she's like you guys just have these conversations and you just know have you ever had someone like that in life maybe it's a spouse maybe it's someone in your relationship with maybe it's a sibling or a best mate or your parents and you know that you just you just know the way their brains work that's it for me and mum because I know I know her thoughts I spend time with her and when we spend time with God, when we hang out in his presence, when we, when we read the word, when we understand how he is, like what he writes in the Bible that we live our lives by, when we understand more of his nature, we understand his thoughts. And so we know that he's He's actually a really loving father. So many people have been burnt by religion. So many people have been burnt by the church or burnt by experience of like Christians all wanting to do well, but actually it's really hurt them. And they can project that onto God and think, I don't want anything to do with church because it's weird or I've just been really hurt by it. But actually, when we spend time with God and we understand he's such a loving father, we understand his thoughts, his thoughts define us. And then when we hit those high seas, we understand his nature and think I've spent time with him and I know that he's good. And you guys know my story, you know that I've been through quite a bit. And because of that, I really leaned into God. I didn't feel like I had anyone else. And so I leaned into my faith. I leaned into Jesus. And I, I was like, I just feel like I've got nothing to lose. <laughs> so I'm just going to spend some time with God. And the more I did that, the more I realized that actually he's really loving and he really pursues us and he doesn't let us go. Even when it feels like everyone else has let us go, he's the last person to do that. He would never let you go. In fact, he paid everything. So you'd never have to pay something that's going to cost you something other than love for him. And so I started to spend some more time with God and I understand he's got, he's a, he really, like he's a, he's a father. And sometimes that's a really difficult word for us to grasp because maybe you've had a bad experience of a father. And when we talk about like the family of God, maybe that's a really difficult thing for you. So I understand what I'm saying might sound either cheesy or totally unrelatable. But when he talks about being like father God, 
everything in the Bible that he talks about is this loving father that's in relationship with you and would do anything, pay any cost just to have relationship with you. That's his nature. There is thoughts towards you. He loves you so much that he'll orchestrate anything to make sure that you're okay. Things might seem like a difficult, whatever you're going through right now might might seem awful, but I promise you, if it's not good, it's not the end because he makes everything good. And there's a verse in Romans and it says um, that all things work together for good for those who are called, called according to his purposes. And I remember hearing a preach on that, been like, sweet, that's a, it's a verse that we hear all the time in church. Cool, yeah, like, I'm sure all things work together for good. And I heard a preach on it by Bill Johnson and he was saying, actually, do you know the reason why all things work together for good? Because the verse before and after it says on one side the Holy Spirit is interceding for us and on the other side Jesus is advocating for us to the Father, testifying that we're okay, that that we're worthy and that we're good. And so we've got Jesus and the Holy Spirit testifying and interceding on our behalf. And so because of that, all things work together for good because he has the final say. He will define the situation, not what the circumstances look like, but he'll make sure that the outcome's good. If you lean into him and trust that he will see it to be good. That's his nature. What if we became a generation of people that just understood the heart of God, that understood that actually he's a good father? And I understand that that's a difficult concept sometimes, but what if we actually got, no, even if the situations in life might look like father is a bad thing, what if actually he is a good father that actually wants to work everything for your good? And we understand a little bit more of his nature towards us when we look at, um, there's a line in the Bible that says his banner over me is love. And I've already shared this with you in a podcast, but I just want to remind you because this is the stuff for us to lean into when we look at his nature that actually teaches us how to respond in situations. His banner over me is love. Why is that? His banner, back in the day when people went out to war, they'd have a banner and it would talk about the king's loyalties and it would basically be like, these are the characteristics that the king that we serve is for, his banner. And so it's saying, well, when we go out to war, the banner that he's waving, the banner that we wave testifying to the king is love. That's the king's characteristics. That's King Jesus's characteristics towards you. His banner over you, his character towards you is love. So all things work together for good because you're loved. Think of a loved one in your life right now. Think of a family member, someone that you'll feel like protective over or in love with or what your heart is like. No, it's so soft towards them. Your characteristics towards them is love. You'd never let see them fail because you love them that's how God is for you as a father as a friend he looks at you and has compassion over you and his banner his his loyalties his characteristics towards you is love so when you're going through rough seas when you're going through a difficult time if you want to know how do you know that God's going to make this turn out for good because his banner over you is love because he says that this is my characteristic towards you and for those he loves and called according to his purposes is never going to let go and that's you there's this story that I'm sure I'm sure you're all familiar with. Um, but I was looking into it today and I was just thinking like, there's a part of it that I'd never really looked at. Maybe you already have, but I'm going to share it with you. And it's um, it's when Peter, you know, the disciples are on the boat and we all, everyone knows this, even if you're not in church and you're listening to this, you will know this story. Peter steps out of the boat. He sees Jesus walking towards him. It's the middle of the night. And he's like, all right, if it's Jesus, I'm going to get out of the boat and give it, give it a crack. So he gets out of the boat and he starts walking towards Jesus. And then he falls in the water, he sees the wind and the waves and he falls in the water and Jesus is like, don't be afraid. But what I found amazing about this is, right, he walks towards Jesus and he says, and Jesus is like, be brave, don't be afraid, I am here. And another translation of that I am here is just saying, I am. We've heard that quite a few times in the Bible, haven't we? Like, 
I am who I am. In other words, Jesus is saying, I am. This is my nature. Let me tell you about who I am. And it's good and it's faithful and it's kind. I'm slow to anger. I'm abounding in love. So it's like he's saying to Peter when Peter starts to freak out or when they start to freak out because they think Jesus is a ghost. <laughs> walking towards him. Can you imagine? Sometimes I wish I was there in Bible times when I'm like, what was going on? Jesus is like, don't be afraid. I am. Know my nature. Don't why are you why are you freaking out? Why are you afraid? I'm here. I'm here and it's me that we're talking about. It's not that person that you distrust or it's not that person that's caused you harm. It's the person that totally is smitten with you. I'm here. Why are you afraid? And sometimes you just need a reminder that when we say God's with you, remember his nature. It's his nature that's with you. It's him. It's the one that pursues you endlessly, the one that will make all situations for good. So why are you afraid? Maybe you feel like you're walking on water right now, or maybe you feel like the wind and the wave is coming at you, whichever one it is. Jesus is like, well, why are you afraid? I'm here. Remember my nature. Get to know me. Know my thoughts. Know that everything that comes towards you will end up becoming good because he's interceding for you. That's who he is. So don't be afraid. And then it says, Jesus immediately stretched out his hand and he said it lifted him up. And he was like, why do you have so little faith? I love Jesus' questions. He like, he knows all the answers are also rhetorical, but he's like, why did you have so little faith? Why? And then this, in this translation of the Bible, it says, why would you let doubt win? How powerful is that? They see the wind, Peter sees all the wind and he was, one minute he's walking on water and the next minute he looks at what's around him. And Jesus is like, why did you let doubt win? I've literally got you. You've just walked on water. It's a miracle and I'm here. So why would you let doubt win? And what I want to say to you right now is maybe, maybe it's a difficult time. Maybe it's not. Maybe you're absolutely thriving and I hope you are. But I just want to say either way, whether you're thriving or whether you're struggling, keep your head held high and know that don't let doubt win. Jesus is with you. Know his nature, lean into his nature, lean into his love, lean into the fact that he is good because he says he's good and he's consistent and faithful and he's consistent to his faithfulness, he's consistent to his nature. We talk about this loving God, maybe you've had a bad experience of church, but God's nature has never changed. So although church might have let you down, God never has. In fact, his arm is always stretched towards you saying, why did you let doubt when I'm here? And learn to know my nature, learn to spend time with me, learn my thoughts so you know that when things are difficult, I'm here with you. It says Jesus immediately reached out. I love that. Jesus immediately, his response is immediate to its immediate effect. And it might, the situation might not have changed. In fact, the situation changed once he got back in the boat. So it was all like crazy. Jesus reached out and then he got it back in the boat. So and then the, the wind and the waves calmed down. But Jesus immediately reached out. It doesn't mean the situation suddenly chilled out, but it meant that his presence was immediately with him. And I just want to encourage you right now, maybe you feel like you're going through the wind and the waves. Maybe it's really difficult. Maybe one minute you were thriving, thinking I'm living a freaking miracle here. And then you start to panic. Jesus immediately reaches out and said, why did you let doubt win? And I want to, again, take a few seconds to ask yourself, what's winning right now? What's the final say over my situation? Is it what other people are saying? Is it what my finances are saying? What's my final situation? And what's the doubt there? What's winning at the moment? Is it what Jesus is saying or is it the doubt? Because you have every opportunity right now to reach out for Jesus and his response is immediate. He's not going to let you go. He'll reach out. He want to make sure that you're safe. Don't let doubt win. Jesus has the final say over your situation, not the situation itself. And I love that. Why? That immediately... He reached out and he says, why would you ever let doubt win? And in other, in other words, why would you let any other situation here define you other than my thoughts? So this week, 
as you hang out with God. Maybe it'll be the a millionth time you've done that this week. Maybe it'll be the first time you've done it in your life. But when you read the Bible or when you spend time with him, ask God, be like, what's your thought towards me right now? And I don't know if you've done that before. Sometimes I do that. When I read the Bible, I'm like, God, what's your nature right now? Because I'm reading stuff that doesn't make sense. And invite the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, will you help me read what your nature is in this? What's your heart towards me right now in this scripture? And it will always start and finish with a love story. He loves you because he loves you because he loves you. He pursues you. In fact, the Bible describes us as the bride and Jesus as the groom. And look at look at the amazing love stories that we know, the famous ones. That not, I'm not even talking about the Bible now. I'm talking at like anything that you've seen, Hollywood inspired, that's a love story. Imagine that love itself was inspired by love himself. The Bible is a complete love story. It's the bridegroom and us as the bride and he continuously pursues us. He loves you and he's written a love story for you and it's called the Bible. So as you spend time with him, say, God, what's your heart for me right now? And it'll be love. If you're in what feels like stormy seas, know that you're his child. And sometimes that's difficult, isn't it? It's a difficult concept, especially if you're older and you're like, I'm not a kid anymore. What are you talking about? Um, but God encourages us throughout the Bible to have childlike faith. To, He says, let the children come to me, that you're his kid, that you're adopted into his family. There's this whole, you know, you guys know it probably, and if you don't, I'll explain it, that there's this whole narrative about us being adopted into the family of God. And if Jesus is the king, which he is, that means that we're the kids. That means you're a son, you're a daughter. And so he's not going to let his kids drown. He's not going to let his kids do anything but succeed because he's the king and he loves his kids. So you can feel held right now, wherever you're going through, you can feel held knowing that surely goodness and mercy will follow you, that his banner of you is love, that as you spend time with him and lean into his nature, that his thoughts will define you and that's the thing to live your life by. There's so much hope for you, whatever you're going through. So whatever you feel like is a weapon that's sent against you, he will use it as kindling for his mighty bonfire because he'll turn it all around for good because that's his nature towards you. Amen.